गृहनाति पूर्णा स्वयं आशिषा प्रभु Considering the demigods part and parcel of the whole. So these worshippers, 
they offer demigods offerings how considering them the as part and parcel of the whole the supreme lord therefore the supreme personality of god had accepted these offerings so in reciprocation what does the lord do the worshipers are offering their uh, offerings or oblations to the demigods considering them as part and uh, parcel of the supreme lord then the lord reciprocate therefore the supreme personality of god had accepted these offerings so one he accepts their offerings and two gradually raises the worshipers to real standard devotional service by fulfilling their desires and aspirations so lord accepts their offerings and at the same time uh, raises their consciousness to uh, the real worshipers standard of devotional service how by one fulfilling their desires and aspirations so it's like to a child uh, the child wants something uh, so you give him what the child wants uh, within uh, considering what is good for the child but at the same time try to raise uh, or try to make him do what you want him to do so it's like a reciprocation it's a deal so similarly lord also is accepting the prayers of the uh, worshipers and then this is okay we accept and same time gradually increase their uh, consciousness Uh, to the uh, real standard of worship because the lord is complete purnah he offers the worshipers the benedictions they desire even if they worship only part of his transcendental body so although the worshipers are worshiping only part of the body but still because he is complete he is purnah he accepts their worship and then the benedictions are given to them purport in bhagavad gita 9.13 lord krishna says mahapanastu mahabharata daivi prakritim asita bhajanti ananya manaso dhyatva bhutadin abhyayam o sanatvita those who are not deluded the great souls are under the protection of the divine nature they are fully engaged in devotional service because they know me as the supreme personality of godhead original and inexhaustible so mahatma advised devotees worship only the supreme personality of godhead others however who are also sometimes called mahatmas worship the lord as ekatvena kritatvena uh, in other words they accept the demigods the different parts of krishna and worship them for various uh, benedictions in other words they accept the demigods as different parts of krishna and worship them for various benedictions although the devotee the demigod thus achieve the desired results offered by krishna they have been described in bhagavad gita as hrita gnana not very intelligent 
Krishna does not desire to be worshipped indirectly through the different parts of his body. Krishna wants direct devotion worship. Therefore, a devotee who directly worships Lord Krishna through staunch devotional service as recommended in Srimad Bhagavatam, Tivrena Bhakti Yogena Yajate Purusham Padam is very quickly elevated to the transcendental position. Nevertheless, devotees who worship the demigods, the different parts of the Lord, receive the benediction they desire because the Lord is the original master of all benedictions. If anyone wants a particular benediction for the Lord to award it, is not at all difficult. Om Jnanati Nirandasya Jnanajana Salakaya Chakshur Kundritam Yena Tasmai Sri Guruvenamaha Sri Chaitanya Namavistam Sapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahyam Sadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Yutta Parathamalam Sri Guru Vaishnavascha Sri Rupam Sartajatam Sarkanaragunatamitam Tamsajeevam Sarvaitam Savadutam Parijana Saitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padam Sarkanaragita Sri Vishatamitamscha Mukam Karoti Vachalam Pangam Langai Degilinyat Prapadamam Vande Paramanandamadhavam Pangam Langai Te Thailam Mukam Avarte Sutim Yat Prapadamam Vande Krishna Chaitanya Ishwaram I offer my respect obeisance Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by whose mercy even a lame man can cross over a mountain and a dumb man recite the literature. He Krishna Tarana Sindhu Dina Bandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namosate Tapta Kancha Nagavarangi Radhe Vrindhavaneshwari Vrishamana Sate Devi Pranamami Karitiye Vanchakalpakaro Vishyatupa Sindhu Khyari Vichapatita Namamani Yavvaishwari Yodamonamaha Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Translation in India, Bharat Varsha, there are many worshippers of the demigods. The various officials appointed by the Supreme Lord, such as Indra, Chandra, and Surya, all of whom are worshipped differently. The worshippers offer the demigod their oblations concerning the demigod's part and parcel of the core of the Supreme Lord. Therefore, the Supreme Personality of Godhead accepts these offerings and gradually raises the worshippers to a real standard of devotional service by fulfilling their desires and aspirations. Because the Lord is complete, He offers the worshippers the benediction they desire, even if they worship only part of His transcendental body. So in India, or Bhata Varsha, there are many worshippers of the uh, demigods. 
So here we find that if you look at the summary of uh, today's session, it's talking of the worshippers in Bharata Varsha. They worship the demigod uh, who rather who identify their own deities as parts of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and attain gradually devotional service. So we have deities at home and that deities are considered to be the part and parcel of the Supreme Lord. So by worshipping in that form, in that way, they gradually uh, attain or elevated to the devotional service uh, platform. Now here I find it's a small uh, deviation because all along we have been saying that the inhabitants of India uh, of Bharata Varsha fortunate. Um, there is a sort of a movement at least in South India have seen. India as a name, normally we are taught that it is because of the Indus River Valley surrounding that Indus River, so that's how it, the name India has been given or attained, uh, but there are others who say that India has been given the name as independent nation declared in August. <laughs> independent nation declared in August. So independent you take the letter I, nation you take the N, declared you take D, in you take I, and August you take a, and therefore it will become India. And therefore, the proponents of this uh, part, they say that India should be renamed to its original glory, Bharatavarsha. So, it's possible that like in many states, names are being renamed. Earlier, Madras was the state name, but now we call Chennai. Then Calcutta become Kolkata, Bombay have become Mumbai. So similarly, India may regain back its original name as Bharata. Now, why Bharata is considered to be uh, the name dear to the citizens is Bhar means precaution or knowledge or illumination. Then Ra is Raminchalam. That is someone who is absorbed in that knowledge. And when someone who is absorbed in that knowledge, Ta is Tarinjita, that he realizes who he is. So he understands that then he becomes a liberated soul. So therefore in Telugu we say that Yavaraite Jnanamlo Tatramistaro so someone who absorbs himself in that transcendental knowledge, absorbs himself in that transcendental knowledge, then he becomes a realized soul. Because that knowledge is that he understands he is not the body, he is the spirit soul. So this is the basic foundational understanding of the 1.2 billion population in India. And as Andhra was saying the other day, just to drive this point in the uh, other parts of the world, it takes a hell lot of energy. But whereas in Bhartavarsha, it is ingrained 
but we are not the body, we are the spirit soul. So therefore, uh, it's important that the name Bhartavasha is spoken always, just as in the corporate world, uh, there is a mission. So that mission defines what the business uh, entity stands for. And it is said in the corporate world that the employees are motivated um, by that missionary mission statement and the vision statement. So therefore, the corporate entities, they spend a lot of time in trying to describe or define precisely the mission and the vision statement. So similarly, when we say that Bharata, it immediately tells us, hey, I am not the body, I am the spirit soul. And therefore, my job, my duty, my nature is to focus more on this aspect of life rather than focusing on the temporary aspect of uh, body-related activities. Yeah, that's a small deviation I thought. Now, in India, there are many worshippers of the uh, demigods. The various gods, uh, such as Indra, Chandra, and all of whom are worshipped differently. Now we find that earlier also uh, in verse number in verse number uh, 5.7.6 there was Swami confirmed Bharatmana perfect vision as he performed sacrifices. And we can draw uh, the way Prabhupada has given purport to that verse uh, which contrasts with the purport given in this verse. In this, in that verse, it starts with, if you look at Vishnu uh, Chakravarti Thakur's commentary, uh, he starts with 11.20.9. The 11.20.9 says, Tavat karmani kurvita nat nirvijjate yavata makkata as long as one is not satiated by fruitive activity and has not awakened his taste for devotional service by Shavanam and Kirtanam and Vishnusmaranam, one has to act according to the regulative principles of the Vedic intentions. So, so long one is not really satisfied with his material activities. So till then, he has to perform this activity, ritualistic activity. But once his true identity has been awakened, uh, then he will set aside and he takes the devotional service by Shravanam and Kirtana. So therefore, in that purport, Shri Prabhupada says that unless one has developed firm faith in Lord Krishna by association with pure devotees and thus engage full-time the devotees of the Lord, one should not neglect ordinary Vedic principles and duties as stated by the Lord Himself. Sruti and Smriti literatures are to be understood as my intentions and one who violates such course is to be understood as violating my will and thus opposing me. Although such a person may claim to be my devotee, he is not actually a Vaishnava. So, 
When somebody is not uh, on that platform, then the person has to gradually reach to that platform. And in order to gradually reach that platform, the person performs uh, the ritualistic activities in the sense that he is accepting some superior authority. And by performing that activity, he gets gradually elevated. And once he becomes elevated, then he drops this and takes to only Shavanam and uh, Kirtanam. So that's how Krishna Chakravarti Thakur uh, starts in that verse uh, with the quotation. And then we find that uh, in level point that uh, 5.7.6, Prabhupada, uh, the translation says, after performing the preliminaries of various sacrifices, Maharaj Bharata, Bharata offered the results in the name of religion to the Supreme Personality of Godhead Vasudeva. In other words, he performed all the angels for the satisfaction of the Lord Vasudeva Krishna. Maharaj Bharata thought that since the demigods were different parts of Vasudeva's body, he controls those who are explained in the Vedic mantras. By thinking in this way, Maharaj Bharat was free from all material contamination such as attachment, lust and greed. When the priests were about to offer the sacrificial ingredients with the fire, Maharaj Bharat expertly understood how the offering made to a different demigod was simply an offering to the different limbs of the Lord. For instance, Indra is the arm of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and Surya, the sun, is his fire. Thus, Maharaj considered that the oblations offered to different demigods were actually offered onto the different limbs of Lord Vasudeva. So we find that the difference between 5.7.6 where Bharat Maharaj was also worshipping uh, the parts of the Lord. But when Bharat Maharaj was worshipping those demigods, he would think that yes, they are parts of the uh, Supreme Personality uh, Godhead and whenever the offerings were uh, given, he would think uh, that this offering is meant for uh, the Supreme Lord, not for himself or whatever offerings are done, you get the result and that result he would not take it. He said that this result is not for me, that result is meant for the Supreme Lord. Ne neither the result is for the demigods, nor for himself, but that the result is for the Supreme Personality of Godhead or the Lord. So therefore, Bhoktaram Ignatapasa, it is meant for the Supreme Lord. And what was he thinking? As Prabhupada mentions in here, that when the uh, Indra Deva is worshipped, then when the puja is reciting or the priest is reciting uh, the mantra uh, for worshipping Indra Deva, then immediately Maharaj think that, well, he is worshipping the arm of the Supreme Lord. Or when he is worshipping, the priest is offering his prayers, to the eye, uh, the Surya, then you would think that this is the offering prayers to the eye of the Supreme Lord. Therefore, at every stage, 
when the prayers are being offered to the parts of the Supreme Lord, he would think that it is being offered uh, to the various parts, not just the demigod. Because he, priest is saying Indra, but the Lord Bharatmana is speaking the arm. The priest is saying Surya, uh, but uh, Bharatmana is thinking that the worship that I am the Lord. So that's how in Bharatmana when he is offering his prayers or the worship, first he thinks that he is not performing, he is not the karta. He is doing that activity because he has been inspired uh, by the Supreme Lord to perform that activity. So while performing, you think well he is not the doer. Two, whatever results he is getting, he is thinking that this is meant for the Lord. He is not neither for me, nor for the Devakas, but for the Supreme Lord. Therefore, Bhoktaram Ignatapasana. In that way, he was uh, purified. So therefore, there, the purity of Bharat Maharaj is being shown. Although he is worshipping uh, the demigods, but he is worshipping them as parts of the Lord. And whatever is the results he is getting, once again, is giving it back to the Supreme Lord. And hence, uh, there, Bharat Maharaj, if you look at Vishnachakarathaka's commentary on that verse, uh, he says that it, it is meant for the Supreme Lord and hence it is purifying not only that, uh, I think uh, the, uh, what's his, uh, his name, I forget the, uh, the name, uh, but Bharat Maharaj was yeah, uh, Bharat Maharaj was asked to be uh, worshipped by his younger brothers or his younger brothers were asked to worship Prithu Maharaj was asked his brothers, his other son, hundred sons to worship uh, Bharat Maharaj itself indicates uh, how glorious or uh, purified uh, soul Bharat Maharaj was. In contrast to that, if you look at in this verse, that the Srila uh, Prabhupada is giving, he starts with the commentary uh, saying that 9.13 Mahatmas Mahatma. So therefore we find Mahatmas worship the Supreme Lord deity. The great souls are under the protection of the divine nature. They are fully engaged and devoted to service because they know me as a and God and original and inexhaustible. So those who are Mahatmas, 9.13 the Gita, they worship the Supreme Lord straight directly. It's not indirectly that they are worshiping the Supreme Lord. And then uh, there are others also are considered to be Mahatmas, like Chaturvila Bhadintema. So they also worship the Supreme Lord. But lower than them are the persons who are mentioned here, Ekatvena Pratatva. Now this is an interesting part because uh, I am born in a, a Shaiva family and in a place called Mantini. Mantini otherwise originally is called Mantrapuri. 
Puri is the place or location. Mantra, so it's a location or a place where Vedic rituals or mantras were uh, conducted for a uh, long, long period. In fact, it is said, uh, it is heard from my uh, elders that uh, after Banaras Kasi, uh, Mantini or Mantrapuri was considered in South as a seat for uh, Vedic culture. So anyone who wants to claim himself to be a Vedic scholar should come to Mantini and defeat the scholars from Mantini, uh, then he is considered to be a Vedic scholar. So that was the uh, place. And from the childhood, we were always taught uh, that Lord Brahma, Lord Vishnu and Lord Shiva, they are the same. So, because I was born in a Shaivite family, uh, our Ista Devata, because here it's talking about the Istam, Istam Vidimantra Vasudata, that Ista Devata, or the Devata demigods, you can say, are worshipped. So, we used to worship only Lord Shiva. And Mantini is on a, a bank of river Godavari. And it's about three, three and a half kilometers from Mantini. So every day morning we would walk a distance to uh, uh, to Godavari, have a nice dip, uh, take bath, and then uh, my sisters, not sisters, my cousins would carry the pot uh, on their head, uh, one pot over the other pot, water, and that along the three and a half kilometers. And there are Shiva temples. So we had a lota, a tumbler, glass, and every time we come to the temple, we step into the temple, uh, take a glass of water, the Godavari water, and perform Abhishekam to Lord Shiva, uh, and then come back. And with that water, uh, the uh, kitchen would work, and the uh, cooking would take place. Uh, and this is how my uh, upbringing was. So the focus was only on Shivaratri or uh, festivals related to Lord Shiva. Hardly any festival was performed in relationship to Lord Krishna. So much so that my cousins or my family members would not offer their children uh, in marriage to somebody who is worshipping Lord Vishnu or Lord Krishna. Because we are Shaivites and we should only offer our children in marriage to this part. Our families coming from in this family. So our Isvadevata is uh, Lord Shiva from Vemalavada. Vemalavada is about two and a half, three and three, two, three hours journey from Hyderabad. So any rituals, we would go to Vemalavada, perform uh, rituals there, perform puja, whatever the priest would say, and then come back home. But after coming to uh, reading Srila books, it's totally a different picture because Prabhupada is uh, cutting uh, Mayavadi. He says they're all demigods. They are, if you are following uh, Mayavadi philosophy, then you are doomed. Uh, and I always used to feel 
is so heavy on Shanga uh, followers because they are not following the proper spiritual understanding. And sometimes I would wonder, is this really true that uh, we were, or we are Maya bodies, my family, because everyone, they don't understand. Because as a child, I never knew that uh, worshipping Lord Shiva is Maya body. Nor did I have any time that understanding that there is Supreme Personality of Godhead, the rest of them are Devata, they're part and parcel, that concept was never there. Uh, okay, when I took the thing, performing I did Shivaranti, worship Lord Shiva, Lakshmi Varalakshmi, perform a puja to Varalakshmi Devi. Then, depending on which festival we have, accordingly we worship. So, the concept of somebody being supreme and then the rest of them are part and parcels was uh, never there. But reading Shrapopar books, it gave totally a different, diametrically opposite picture. And I had a desire to hear this Pratyatena uh, Ekatvena that the guys are going to worship the Supreme Lord as if uh, they themselves are the Supreme Lord. So, this design was there, I should talk to somebody and I should talk to some, uh, someone and Krishna's arrangement, uh, that desire was fulfilled. A uh, couple of days back, my uh, brother sent a message, a small video clipping of one and a half minute and there uh, in Andhra Pradesh, it's a population of I think about 125 million. They speak a new language. And there are three main uh, speakers who come on Bhakti channel and who propagate, who preach very so called very scripture heavily. And anywhere you switch on the radio, you switch on the TV, mass media, you find these preachers coming up. So one is called Berge Party, his family name. The second is Chamanti, and the third is Samuel Sharma. And Gadi Party, in his video clip which I have received, I will post it on my Telugu because they are able to appreciate his speech in Telugu. It's only just one and a half minute uh, video clipping. And he says uh, what Bhopa uh, has been saying all along. Suddenly he says that, look, we worship Rama, we worship Shiva, we worship Lord Krishna. Can we realize that we are God? Once we realize God, we don't worship them because we ourselves are God. I said, oh, these are the guys who are the frontline preachers, not for one, two, one twenty-five million uh, in Andhra Pradesh, and how misguiding these guys are. And that Samuel Sharma. Uh, my brother was saying, suddenly he said that Sukadeva Goswami has committed suicide. I said, if this is the understanding of the frontline preachers, then God saved that population. Krishna saved uh, such a population. And when I said, when I wrote back to my brother, saying that confused scholars are confusing the entire public, of not one, two, but one twenty-five million. And my brother became furious. He said, do you think you know everything? 
you are you are not read any books. You don't give up anything, and you are commenting on guys like uh, exalted personalities like Chamanti and uh, Gaurav Party and Samvel Sharma. And he said, "Don't tell me what you know. I know this can't." And then he went on a tangent totally. So that itself shows the influence of these three speakers on the public and how they are deviating or they are sidetracking the whole goal of life. Because once Gurudev said that you purchase this book and you get the you realize the truth of who you are. And first chapter he gives some understanding. Second chapter there is understanding. It's only three words. Uh, that if you know that you know everything, and the final chapter he reveals those three words are "I am God." So this is what is the uh, understanding of persons, and that is how they are uh, misguiding the uh, society. And this is what we find that how others, however, also sometimes for worship the lord as ekatvena pratvena so if you take that verse about uh, the uh, ekatvena pratvena 9.15 others who engage in sacrifice for the cultivation of knowledge worship the supreme lord as the one without a second as diverse in many and in the universal form so prabhupada in the book he says there are mahatmas are the exalted uh, devotees But yet there are other persons who are not exactly in the position of Mahatma, but who worship Krishna also in different ways. Some of them have already been described as distressed, financially destitute, and so on. But there are others who are still lower, and these are divided into three: he who worships himself as one with the Supreme Lord, he who concocts some form of Supreme Lord and worships that. Two and he who acts the universal form of Sharupa, or the supreme person of Godhead worship that. Out of the three, the lowest, those who worship themselves the supreme Lord, thinking themselves to be modest, are most predominant. And this is what I find um, that the predominant people, or predominantly people, are governed by this understanding. That I am God, just as Lord Krishna has come here, he is covered, and then uh, he returns back. Similarly, I am covered in ignorance, and therefore one day when I realize uh, that I become God, uh, then I don't, I don't have to do anything. So at that time, what do they do? Chaitanya says that at that time you don't have to worship Rama, you don't have to Krishna, you don't have to do anything. Because you are, uh, you have understood, you have, you know that you are not this body, uh, but you are God Himself, you are Bhagwan Himself. But when I grew, I never worship uh, Shiva or uh, Hanuman or. Shankaracharya. We used to have a temple very close to our place uh, called Shankarmat, and there Mother um, Saraswati Devi is worshipped on the altar. And then the other altar we have Madhushankaracharya. So we used to go there, and 
I always used to offer my prayers and never ask for anything. Wherever I used to go to temple, I said, Let everyone be happy. I did not know what had happened as well, but I said, Let everyone be happy. That's the prayer I would offer, go there and then come back home. And that used to be my regular feature. But at the same time, I've seen my aunts worshipping. Every day they would do japa. But for some reason I never asked them, what is the japa they are doing? But I had built that uh, desire that one day I too should do japa. I do not know what a japa is, but I should also do japa. And in order to do that japa, uh, anyone coming to Hyderabad, I would uh, visit them, uh, hear them what they would say. So in the process, I've heard Mahavishi Mahesh Yogi, Transcendental PM, uh, he gave big lecture, then I went to the ashram, the center in Hyderabad, did what they wanted me to do, it didn't make any sense to me, and I came out. Then I've heard Chinyananda, uh, Bhagavad Gita lectures, then his disciple Dayananda, then I went to Ramakrishna mission in those days, I heard them, and in the process I was fortunate to hear Srila Prabhupada, I mean 74, I think 74, 75, one of those years, uh, he, Prabhupada conducted a Pandal program in Hyderabad, and I went and saw with my naked eyes Srila Prabhupada and heard him for one hour lecture. But being a dumb-headed person, it took almost from 1974 75 to 1998 uh, that I started doing my chanting. The first time I did my 16 rounds of chanting was in the month of August 1998 as I was flying from uh, Hyderabad to America. The first time. So why I am saying it all this uh, story is that although I am born in a Shaiva family, but I did not desire for any material benefits while worshipping, but this is what my parents have taught me, that never ask for any material benefit. Just say Sarvejanasukinavavantu. So that's how I would worship uh, them at home or to the temple. And I had the desire of watching my aunts they do japa, so I also do japa. And I had a desire to go abroad. And Krishna made an arrangement uh, and brought me to Melbourne, uh, where I find that the twin, that uh, my desire to go to Melbourne has been fulfilled. At the same time, to do japa, the chanting, uh, the highest process and the less process has been arranged to me by uh, the Lord. And today, therefore, I am Vyasasana trying to give a little bit what I've understood and what I've realized from that journey. And similarly we find that here Prabhupada uh, gives a purport that the, the person worships the demigods as part and parcel of the Lord. But however, in this case Prabhupada is not, uh, is not suggesting somebody take this process uh, because there is contamination. In Bharat Maharaj's case, he was not interested 
in worshiping and of the supreme lord of the devatas as part and parcel of the lord for his personal benefit he would worship them and offer uh, whatever the resides and we started to talk about concept dharma the result of worshiping was dharma and dharma was offered back to supreme lord for lord's pleasure whereas in this case uh, in this world the the worshiper is worshiping the deity gods and whatever results is getting uh, he is enjoying for himself and therefore here this is not uh, a recommended one and in this the person is trying to say devagopal is giving that ekatvena pratvena the person is thinking he is worshiping uh, ultimately he think that he himself is the god but propas suggests that this is better in the sense that the person knows he is not the body he is the spirit soul so there is some amount of elevation taking place and then he is worshiping the supreme lord as part and parcel whereas in my case i never worship lord shiva nor lord ganesha nor uh, mother saraswati devi or lord lakshmi devi as part and parcel of krishna i just worship them uh, independent of krishna so when we worship uh, someone independent of krishna what does this it does mean it's the second offense against the holy name isn't it what second offense of the holy name to consider consider brahma other devas equal to uh, lord vishnu so i was he uh, wants us committing that offense the second offense but yet lord has been kind lord has been merciful looking at my sincere desire he made the arrangement uh, to pick up uh, the chanting beads of uh, for chanting hare krishna mahamantra so we find that uh, now who would graduate from this lower platform of uh, worshiping although worshiping independently to the higher platform of uh, bhakti three types of sukriti have been mentioned in 22.45 mantra so one is called uh, i'll open that verse itself when mantra 22.45 kona bhagya kalo sansara kshayon mukat hai साधु संगे तबे कृष्णे रति उपजाए बाय गुड फॉर्च्यून वन बिकम्स एलिजिबल टू क्रॉस द ओशन ऑफ द साइंस एंड व्हेन वन स्टेप ऑफ मटेरियल एक्जिस्टेंस डिक्रीसेस वन मे गेट एन अपॉर्चुनिटी टू एसोसिएट विद योर डिवोटीज बाय सच एसोसिएशन वंस अट्रैक्शन टू कृष्णा इज अवेकेंड so shila bhakti no thakur explains this point for propas says that one becomes fortune the result of an incident accident or something else in the scripture devotional service and pious activity are considered fortunate so one is a pious activity and the second is devotional activity both are considered to be fortunate in the scripture pious activities can be divided into 
three categories. One is called Bhakti Unmukhi Sukriti, second is called Bhoga Mukhi Sukriti, and the third is called Moksha Unmukhi Sukriti. So Bhakti Unmukhi Sukriti is that what awakens the dormant Krishna consciousness is Bhakti Unmukhi Sukriti. Then the Bhogan Mukhi Sukriti is by performing uh, some material activities, pious material activities. That is Bhogan Mukhi Sukriti. Maybe constructing some hospitals, uh, serving some orphan centers, giving some charity. So this is the Bhogan Mukhi Sukriti. Then uh, the Moksha Mukhi Sukriti is that living persons who read. Uh, Vedic scripture, but because they are not coming in contact with the devotee, the person tries to merge process into the existence of the Supreme, they are called the Moksha Unmukhi. So these two, last two awards of pious activity are not actually fortunate. So the Moksha Unmukhi Sukriti and the Bhogan Unmukhi Sukriti are not actually fortunate. Although scriptures say that they are fortunate, but Prabhupada says no, they are not fortunate. It's only Bhakti Unmukhi Sukriti are the fortunate. So the good fortune of Bhakti Unmukhi is attainable only when one comes in contact with the devotee. But associating with a devotee, willing or unwilling, the one advances in devotional service and thus one's Krishna consciousness is awakened. So it is finally the devotional devotees association that uh, creates the actual fortune uh, for this sadhaka uh, to become a, a devotee, anyabhilashtra uh, devotee. So therefore we find it's a journey and in that journey one if we sincerely desire, we have a clean heart, then Krishna makes the arrangement to meet uh, such a devotee or to have such an association. And as representatives of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as representatives of Srila Prabhupada, just as we have received that causeless mercy of the devotees, similarly we should share this uh, causeless mercy with others uh, so that everyone uh, has a fortune of becoming or receiving the bhakti unmukhi sukriti or they get that sukriti and how can we participate in that? By participating in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sankirtan movement. So by participating in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sankirtan movement, what does that mean? Distributing books, distributing harina, distributing prashadam. By doing all these activities, we are able to reach out to the persons, to reach out to the individuals who otherwise would not be taken to this process. Uh, and therefore, uh, instead of they taking that moksha, uh, unmukhi sukriti or bhogan uh, unmukhi sukriti, they become um, bhakti unmukhi uh, sukriti. The Prabhupada concludes in this verse saying that therefore a devotee who directly worships Lord Krishna 
to staunch the ocean service as recommended in Shrimad Bhagavatam. Tivrena Bhakti Yogena Yehide Purusham Param. So whether we have a material desire or whether we don't have a material desire, uh, doesn't matter still, one should worship uh, the Supreme Lord. And if one has to come to that platform, uh, then the devotees should give their mercy, whatever little they have, that they should share with others. And in the process, they become fortunate and they make others fortunate. But Prabhupada concludes finally, nevertheless, devotees who worship the demigods, the different parts of the Lord, receive the benediction they desire because the Lord is the original master of all benedictions. If anyone wants a particular benediction, for the Lord to award it is not at all difficult. So Lord still gives the benediction to those who worship Him, thinking uh, in or worship Him indirectly. They're worshiping their Isha Devatas as part and parcel of the Supreme Lord. Still, Lord uh, gives them the benediction and then gradually elevates them uh, their consciousness. In my case, I've never worshipped my Isha Lord Shiva, uh, as part and parcel of uh, Krishna, although committing offenses on the second holy, uh, second offense, but still, Lord has been kind to me. He has taken me a long journey. He made my long journey very short. Uh, in a span of 20 years, for a person of 100 years' life, if I live, or 80 years' life, if I live, uh, 20 years is, I have to wait for 20% or 25% of my time uh, to take to Krishna consciousness. But in the frame of eternity, that 20 years uh, is uh, nothing. So therefore we say that it's like a bubble on an ocean. So therefore uh, Krishna has been kind enough uh, to guide me to the path of Krishna consciousness in from 74 to 98, yeah, or uh, 24 years span, uh, I could pick up the beach and started chanting. So finally I conclude this with a small story, not from my own, because I've also spoken a little bit about myself, how I travel. But here is, uh, we are entering into autumn, and I read a beautiful uh, paragraph on this, that the, a leaf was asked, are you not worried? Are you not living in anxiety that autumn is coming? And as the leaf is dropping, 
the leaf is so happy and because I've done my job, now I'm dropping and I'm dropping where? To the foot of the tree, the soil, where I'll become once again part of the soil and that same soil once again will become, uh, is enriching the tree. So therefore whether I'm alive on the tree or whether I drop on of the tree, I'm still serving the tree. So therefore, where is the pain? Where is the agony? I'm so happy in that spine and the leaf drops down. So I thought that there's a lesson for us. If we do our job, if we do our service while being alive as a devotee, as a descendant of Srila Prabhupada, what little bit is possible we can do, then when I'm dropping, it doesn't matter. I don't feel anxiety, I don't feel pain because I have done what I could do. And after uh, leaving the body also, I'll continue to do the same what I've been doing now. With this, so we conclude today's session. Uh, summarizing, it is said that yes, when you worship the your Easter Devata, your Easter Devata are the deities at home. So when you worship your own Easter Devata deities at home, as part and parcel of Krishna, as part and parcel of the Supreme Lord, you are uh, whatever material benefits you want, the Lord arranges, satisfies those material benefits. Although this sort of worship is not recommended because it's a contamination that if you are worshipping the Lord or the Devatas uh, for material benefit, but the Lord is kind enough, merciful, because you are worshipping Him, one of His parts, Lord feels, reciprocates to you and He satisfies your material benefit, but at the same time elevates your consciousness to a platform when you will be able to worship directly uh, the uh, Supreme Lord. In my case, I never worshipped the Lord as part and parcel of, uh, I, I never worshipped my Isra as part and parcel of Krishna, but I had a simple uh, desire to worship the Lord and whenever I worship, I worship for on behalf of everyone. I just said, Sarvejana Sukhinopavantu and because I had a desire to worship the Lord, chant uh, His names, but I did not know what, what it was. Somehow in that, Krishna made arrangement for me to hear Srila Prabhupada directly and then my journey started. It took 24 years to mature, uh, to pick up my beats and chant or complete my 16th round. But it happened in this lifetime and when I drop like that leaf, I should not be, I should be feeling happy that I have done what little is possible at my end uh, and therefore whether I am alive or whether I am not in this body but in some other form, uh, it doesn't make me uh, painful because what I feel I could do, uh, I am trying to do or I should do. Hare Krishna, if any question, any comment? Yes, Mother.
It is talking about the 
ignorance man the darkest region of ignorance if you are worshiping uh, devatas you are in ignorance and in that ignorance you are perpetually in that only that that the darkest region because it will take how long we don't know how many millions of years to come out of that ignorance it's like we can take our own example or my own example brahma's age this is 51 approaching and it's not a small age that we have are being here uh, according to scripture uh, for 51 years of lord brahma Uh, it's a very, 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 very long time. So that's the darkest region. And so therefore, and still most of the worshippers are the impersonal absolute. So that's what we were talking about. The Dharke Party. They are the frontline preachers of Andhra Pradesh, Dharke Party, Chandni, and. their essence is that ultimately i am god so if people are following uh, that path we can even keep for a moment uh, what ishwarish is saying what is our understanding what do you think would be their future where will they land up like you said they go go in the mind go to their planet if they are worshiping surya bhagwan yes they go to that what gita is saying but if they live in that ignorance uh, okay i am god finally so if they think that i am god ultimately uh, that mayan philosophy they won't go anywhere they will only in this earthly planetary system or finally they uh, degrade themselves in consciousness and go to the lower planetary system and it will take eons to come back to uh, the human life and then within human life start the journey uh, on the other true spiritual journey and therefore ishopad is saying it, it, they enter in the darkest region of ignorance is ignorance because i'm worshiping uh, ganesh ji i'm worshiping others recently i've seen uh, in mumbai they spent almost 300 crores uh, for making the gold uh, statue of ganesha and they say we are worshiping bhagwan and bhagwan ki puja kar rahe hain and i got my colleagues in office when i asked them to come to temple they said we are going to temple your temple is contemplate quite far for us i said which temple are you going we have saibaba temple up please because they stay uh, near the swimmer university so they go saibaba temple there i go there and i'm quite happy my children are happy and happy so do we call that as knowledge or do we call it as ignorance if they live in that consciousness uh, they are perpetually in that consciousness only because i think in one of my last sessions i said banaswami maharaj was saying that consciousness does not change even after 5000 years so easily so we are not talking about one human life two human life we are talking about thousands of years will pass away uh, before uh, one can get the, the true understanding 
Uh, or even if you understand that I am not the body, I am the spirit soul, that itself is an incomplete understanding. That is only considered to be confidential knowledge. But the most confidential knowledge is spoken in the middle six chapters where Krishna says that I am not just the spirit soul, but I am part and parcel of Krishna. So unless one progresses from not simply a soul to the part and parcel of Krishna, uh, the true realization won't dawn in. And to move from that first six chapters to the middle six chapters of Bhagavad Gita itself is a quantum jump for the uh, majority of the population. Yeah? Yes, Prabhu. Yes, uh, Prabhu, uh, different people worshipping different uh, devatas whether it is Hanuman or uh, uh, Shivji or uh, Suradev or Lakshmi. So they actually attracted by their personality, unique personality. So many of them, they don't think that either they are dependent or independent. Just a personality with specific quality and that appeals at that time uh, to meet their needs at that time. So, um, so the thinking of part and parcel or not part and parcel is not at all in the equation. That's right. So therefore, uh, it is okay. So, um, but whether they think part of our parcel or not, but they are already connected. Yeah. Just like a medicine. Whether we know ingredients of medicine or, or not. So, uh, at least their conscious level is, uh, today I have this requirement, I am attracted to this personality. So, of course, because uh, they are already connected, well, even if you say they are not connected, they are connected. Mm-hmm. So, they slowly they move up. Then coming to this other comment of, I am God, finally. I think that sometimes what happens that pride is there, even though they are worshipping and performing various, uh, you know, uh, divinely thinking, divinely chanting, or um, or jnana. So, uh, as Lord says, so they would achieve Satchidananda, but of course, that Satchidananda quality may be uh, quite lesser than Supreme Lord. So, but they forget that part. So, think that okay, now also I achieved, uh, let's say, by doing all of this, I achieved Satchidananda quality. So, therefore, uh, I am also God. Uh, yes, there are godly qualities, but uh, so that removing God from there and uh, replacing yourself is that is the mistake part. Uh, so you have said two parts. One, they are worshipping uh, Lord Hanuman or Ganeshji or others, not thinking whether there is part and parcel, it doesn't matter. But the fact that they are worshipping, they are already connected to the Supreme Lord. Yes. So that's the first part. If you, from what we learn, either if you are thinking that they are, they are Bhagwan or they are, uh, he is the ultimate, because someone who is worshipping Lord Ganesha, he thinks that Lord Ganesha is the absolute truth, is the ultimate. Because this is what, first of all, I did not know what is meant the absolute truth till I picked up Hira Gopakos. Although um, I was born and brought up in uh, a culture uh, rich for uh, Vedic understanding, uh, but I did not know that. Because Manthini or Mantrapuri is called Padivela Brahmana Grahara. Padivela is 10,000 Brahmana. Brahm means Agra. Agra is uh, very important. Haram, that amongst the jewels, it is uh, 
very prominent jewel. So that is the 10,000 Brahmin family. So I was born in the so-called Brahmin family. And I had my third ceremony at the age of seven years. But yet, till I picked up Srila Prabhupada's books, I did not know that I am worshipping Devatas. I was only worshipping Ganesh Ji, okay, is Bhagavan. First of all, the concept of Bhagavan, absolute truth, nothing was there. He said, because I was born in a culture, or I don't know whether I can say we, but at least I can say myself, I was born in that culture and worship festivals in India. You have a holiday, it's a time to wear new clothes, put on, uh, and then cook some items. And on that day, especially you make it a point to offer uh, to Ganesh Ji, on Ganapati, on Shivji, on Shivaratri, and then you do Jagaram. And what do we do without sleeping? Uh, we are only watching movie. Maybe they are God Shiva's movie, but watching a movie. I remember as a child, uh, we used to worship moon. How do we worship moon? Uh, it's called Kojagiri Purnima. Koja in, in uh, that word Koja it means that you remain awake. So you boil milk or you make uh, keel, sweet rice, and keep the top of your building uh, so that the moonlight uh, it falls into that pot uh, and then you consume. So therefore you are worshipping uh, moon. What is the benefit of the seal? I don't know. Uh, but that's how worship we have done. But that's not actually, we are thinking that it is spirituality, but it is not uh, spirituality. I think uh, it is, uh, Chaitanya, Chaitanya Charandas, he says that it is piety, purity, and spirituality. There's a big, uh, it's a big gap. So when you talk about uh, piety, he talks about what is karmakanda activities. So you are accepting someone as superior and therefore you are performing and the process you get some result but one needs to graduate from that and the person can graduate only when uh, he comes in contact with knowledge. So when he comes in contact with knowledge then he try to understand that well he is not body, he is a spirit soul. But the culmination of that would be when he comes in contact with the devotee, then he will understand he is not just um, a spirit soul, but he is part and parcel of Krishna. So these speakers like Chaganti or Samveda Sharma, Garipati, they are in one sense unfortunate because they are they are they are on a particular platform, a high platform, everyone worships them and uh, they are not able to see the association of a devotee to become devotee. Like Sarvabhavatacharya was fortunate that he came in contact with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his whole uh, life has changed. So similarly, uh, these are all wonderful uh, persons personally because they understand the scripture but to the limited extent and using that limited extent, the scholarship because 
Karipati is an Astravadhani or is even Sahasravadhani. I mean, Astravadhani is someone who, Avadhani means someone who can uh, perform activities simultaneously. So, someone is ringing a bell, he is counting, at the same time, someone is asking a question, he is hearing the question. So, the person introduces himself, he asks the question, and such hundred questions are asked. Then the speaker, the Asavadhani or Mishashatavadhani, he says how many times the bell was rung. Then each person's name he takes it, what is the question they have asked, and he gives the reply to that question. That is the ability of a Shatavadhani. But how is he using that knowledge? So people think that, oh, here is a Shatavadhani speaking. And therefore, uh, he, he, what he is saying is Vedam, or whatever he is saying is true knowledge, and they hear that. But that's not true. So, unless they come in contact with a devotee, with a humility, with a humble attitude, the transformation in heart will not take place. Until then, he will be in the darkest region of ignorance. As Mantraj has picked up from Isha. I think we need to stop here. 920, Gandhara, Shimon, Tahoe, Kiki, Chai, 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 Chai,